0: What's up, Playlisters? Brian from Playlist Wars here. Just want to let you know that while this show is on hiatus, both Gomez and I have separate shows that are part of the Playlist Wars extended universe, if you will. Gomez has the Sleevy G show, which you can find at SleevyGpodcasts.com. And I have a new show entitled My Weekly Mixtape, which you can find over at MyWeeklyMixtape.com. Both shows are also available on all podcast platforms just by searching "Sleevy G Show or My Weekly Mixtape. And Playlist Wars will be back soon. Thank you guys so much for your continued support of the show.
1: This is Jay and K from the F My Work Life podcast.
0: And you're listening to Playlist Wars. Let, Let the, the battle, battle begin. begin.
2: Welcome to Playlist Wars. I'm part of the dynamic duo. My name is Gomez and my partner in crime is Brian Colburn with our special guest, Brad Sorson from Pop Culture Yearbook Podcast. Welcome, everybody.
1: What's up? What's up? Hello. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to have
0: you on, Brad. We're excited about this.
1: Oh, thank you. I am too.
0: Well, I do want to give a shout out to the Playlisters first and foremost tonight because when we teased this episode, they truly – truly brought the heat for tonight. Tonight, we're talking the Foo Fighters. And on Twitter, the playlisters chimed in with over 50 different songs on Twitter alone, and multiple people chose each of those 50-plus songs. So that being said, no matter how the three of us spin this, even if we got together before the show started and made a pact to not repeat any songs, we would still be leaving out 20 songs, thus pissing off 20 people. So with all of that, how difficult did you find it to come up with a top 10 Foo Fighters playlist for tonight's episode?
1: Well, I mean, the Twitter thing made me even more questioning some of my choices because there were so many. It was quite wild reading through all those. But it was fun, too. But making the list was very difficult because you mentioned 50 songs. I could make easily five 10 song playlists and love every one of them equally out of their music. So making it down to 10 would have seemed really hard, but actually in the end, it wasn't too hard. I kind of had a system I went through and um, I'm pretty happy with what I came up with, but I mean, it took a while. I've been doing this for a couple of months. I don't know how you guys do this in a, in a couple of weeks.
0: Oh, don't ask. But with that comes a lot of gray hair each week because As, you, if no one could see, you know, I, yeah. I got the
1: little I got the little chew going right here, you know, well, I'm already well covered in that area. So it didn't make it any worse for me.
0: Well, that's good because the last thing we want to do is contribute to the forever grayingness of the panel here tonight. No, I'm proud of it. <laughs> well, before we get down to business, if you're a listener of the show and you'd like to support it by becoming a Patreon member, it's quite easy. Head over to patreon.com slash playlist wars and select the tier that works best for you. Tonight, like I said, our topic is the Foo Fighters, and we've each individually created a playlist with our top 10 favorite tracks, none of which have been shared between the three of us prior till now. Throughout the episode, we'll each reveal our track ones through track tens, one by one, crafting what we each feel is the perfect Foo Fighters playlist. After the episode, we turn it over to you, the Playlister family, to vote at PlaylistWarsPodcast.com to decide once and for all which one of us got it right. Also at PlaylistWarsPodcast.com, you can listen to each one of our playlists just in case you want to quote unquote hear where we're coming from with our choices. Later on in the show, we'll each choose our one honorable mention song of the night, which has to be a song that someone else on the panel picked. And for those of you that don't like my dad joke puns to kick off each week's episode, don't worry, you're in the clear, because the last thing I would want is for anybody to get all up in arms about another round of puns. Seriously, everyone, when I break out these dad jokes, don't let them get the best of you, because you would really miss the misery if I were to stop. And he's just the pretender on this one.
1: (laughs) Very well done.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Now, Brad, after you gather your composure and you're done <laughs> contemplating why the hell you came out here in the first place, why don't you kick things off with your track one?
1: All right. So my track one was actually the easiest choice I had of this whole thing. There was the back and forth documentary that came out about 10 years ago when Wasting Light came out. And one of my all time favorite songs by the Foo Fighters is Enough Space from The Color and the Shape. And in that documentary, Dave Grohl talked about how he wrote that specifically to kick off their concerts because people in Europe bounce. They don't dance, they bounce. And he thought that that had a beat that would start off a concert right. And it's one of the songs that to me has a, has a great example of the quiet, loud dynamic that they're very much known for. Kind of has a Nirvana feel to it. And so it's just a pure energy song. It's one of my all time favorites. And I thought it was the perfect one to kick it off. So enough space is my track one.
2: Great pick. It didn't make my list though.
0: Honestly. And I think we're going to be saying this a lot tonight. The color and the shape is one of those albums that any song you could pick from that album and make a perfect case for why it should be on a Foo Fighters playlist. And I was originally crafting my playlist thinking maybe I'll just pick one song from each album because they have 10 albums as of this recording. So that would make it easy. But then I went in a different direction, as you do when you're shuffling these playlists around and trying to pick the songs that resonate with you the most. And unfortunately, enough space while it was definitely in my top 20 contention, did not make the final 10. But I absolutely love that song. Great first pick, Brad. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Gomez, sending it to you for track one. So track one, I actually went with one of
2: my favorite Foo Fighters songs. And Brian, you know, we went to go see them live. And I'll tell you, it was one of the greatest concerts before. It was Brendan Byrne Arena, as we know it. (laughs) And I'll tell you, one of these songs, hearing it live was just unbelievable. But I went with all my life. I love the entrance to this song. You know, the guitar riff right in the beginning. And one of the songs is, I love it, but I hate the taste over and over on my knees. It's just one of those great songs that you could sing along and go nuts. It was in a couple of video games. It was in Rock Revolution in 2008. Rock Band 2 in 2009. I'll tell you right now, <laughs> I'm saying it now. No GTA, but a lot of rock band. Track one, all my life. That's the way I started it off.
0: I mean, if there was ever a band that was custom-built for a rock band video game, the Foo Fighters are there. They're right there for it. The lead single from 2002's One by One is my track six, All My Life. Reach number 43 on the Billboard US Hot 100, number one on the US Alternative Airplay chart, and number three on the US Mainstream Rock chart. The song won the band a deserving Grammy for the best hard rock performance And in 2005, Q Magazine placed All My Life at number 94 in its list of the top 100 greatest guitar tracks. Gomez, you mentioned the opening riff in your spiel, and I love this opening riff. It's Mm -hmm. very simplistic, but when you're hearing the riff, you think the song is going in one direction, and then Dave starts singing over the song, with a melody that doesn't quite fit the riff and the tug back and forth between where the riff is taking you and where his lyrics are taking you. I always loved that fighting dynamic between the two. Believe it or not, this is a song that I can actually bring up a cover version for. There's a cover version. Yes. And a fantastic one at that Frank Turner did an acoustic version with his band for the BBC Radio One Live Lounge. It's really, really fun and it's got some fantastic harmonies. I'm going to post it on the Foo Fighters page at playlistwarspodcast.com for you to check out. It's not released anywhere, sadly. It should be. It's that good. And I want to give a shout out to Patreon playlisters Anthony Welk and Philip, as well as on Twitter to Jeff Hirsch and Eric. Time to get ill who also chimed in with this fantastic tune, track six, All My Life. Brad, do we have a trifecta or are we handing you the axe?
1: Wow, the pressure is on right away. Well, Gomez, great pick. All My Life is my favorite Foo Fighters song of them all. And so it is my track three. We grew up in Minnesota where Kirby Puckett always batted third. You put your best hitter at number three. So that's my number three song on my playlist. You mentioned how it was the first single off of One by One, and the previous album was much softer and easygoing, and they wanted the first single here to be a lot heavier sounding, and they nailed it. I'm a runner, and there's so many Foo Fighters songs that help me on long runs, but this is my favorite one ever to run to. And I think maybe my favorite part in any Foo Fighters song is towards the end when they break it down, and it's just the dun-dun, dun-dun, dun dun-dun, and then the guitars come in, And I love the video because, you know, so many other videos are just hilarious. But on this one, it's just a hard rock performance. And they got that red background. If you've seen the video and they're just rocking out and I love it. So great choice. I'm not going to ax it right away. And that's my number three.
0: All right. We got a trifecta tonight. And I like that you mentioned, Brad, that it was a great lead single because as I put together my playlist tonight, I realized that the Foo Fighters are damn near perfect at selecting the best lead singles for an album. My track one is the lead single from 2007's Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace. My track one, The Pretender. reached number 37 on the Billboard US Hot 100 and number one on the Mainstream Rock Chart and US Alternative Airplay Chart. This song is very, very special to me because I had heard the song and the Friday before Echoes, Silence, Patience and Grace came out, I was flying home from Toronto, sitting in the airport with my then boss and his then boss in my suit with my tie down a little bit, just waiting for the plane to arrive so I can get home. And sure enough, Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins walk by right where I'm sitting. And I look at my boss and said, excuse me, I'll I'll be right back. So I walk over and I said, Dave, I'm extremely sorry to interrupt. I said, I'm a huge fan of the Foo Fighters. I've been for a long time. And the only reason I'm coming here to tell you is if I was not here with my boss and my coworkers and I was here with my wife, she would probably be leaving with you right now. (laughs) (laughs) And he started cracking up. He goes, I think my wife would have an issue with that. I said, and as would I, but I I have to tell you this and tell you what a big fan of the band we both are. And I turn and Taylor Hawkins is next to him. And I'm like, and Taylor Hawkins. And Dave immediately cuts me off and goes, see, people know who the F you are. And I said, Taylor, I saw you drumming on Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill Tour in Raleigh, North Carolina in front of 500 people. I was so stoked when you joined the Foo Fighters because I knew this was a perfect match. You guys have a brand new album coming out on Tuesday. I'll be buying it the day it comes out. Can I please trouble you for an autograph? And Dave goes, oh, my God, dude, are you kidding me? So him and Taylor Hawkins signed it to my wife, which we have framed up in the house. And. I said, look, I'm sure there's a lot of people here that are going to try to talk with you, so I'm going to let you go. And he stood up and he goes, dude, if everybody was as awesome as you are, I could talk to people all day. He gave me a handshake and the bro hug and Taylor Hawkins jumped up and did the same thing. And that was my brush with the Foo Fighters. But The Pretender is that song that ever since I bought that album, listening to that opening track, I always think of that moment of how awesome Dave Grohl was as a person. And this song is my favorite Foo Fighters song. So I wanted to kick it off with that long tale. I promise I won't have any other long stories like that one. However, with The Pretender, producer Allie was a toddler, 2009. Don't you think that Dave Grohl missed an opportunity to go on Sesame Street and perform one of these things is not like the other with Grover to the tune of The Pretender?
1: That's what I've always thought. That's exactly what it sounds like.
0: And if you haven't heard it now, you'll never not hear it like that ever
1: again. And it's fun to sing along and scream that with it instead. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And believe it or not, another cover song. In 2016, bluegrass group Steve and Seagulls, who I've mentioned on this show before, covered the track on their Brothers in Farms CD. I want to give a shout out to Patreon playlisters Tim McKay and Anthony Welk, as well as on Twitter, To Eric, Time to Get Ill, G. Barnes, Latin Jukebox, the 80s movie podcast, Mariah Tamison, Nikki Annika, Sarah McCoglin, and our friend Ben Montgomery from the Records Revisited podcast who stated that this song better be a trifecta. So no pressure, gentlemen. Track one, The Pretender. So The Pretender for me,
2: track four. Ooh, another great song. As Dave Grohl said, it has a little bit like a Chuck Berry sound to it. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I'll just say it. It was in the TV show The Hills in 2007. (laughs) I I hate saying that, but I, I will say it. It's also been in a couple of stuff. You know, again, video games, my little thing. Tony Hawk's Proving Ground video game in 2007. Guitar Hero 3 Legends of Rock in 2007. And actually, Foo Fighters are all over the place with TV shows and all that stuff, but great song track for the pretender for me,
1: Brad. All right. Uh, I knew this was coming and this is where I'm going to get in trouble. So Uh this was originally on my list. It is one of my all time favorite Foo Fighters songs. I want to make that very clear. And when I saw that comment about it better be a trifecta, um, that's, I almost changed my list because I'm like, (laughs) how can you not have it on there? But here's what I did. I held firm with my list because if I would have put it on, I would have taken out something that's a little lesser known probably. And so I knew what somebody would have it. It's the very large front runner for my honorable mention. That's how I'm going to get it on my list. I planned ahead. So I hope I get cuts and slack for for that. This way I can work in more songs.
0: And you get to hold the proverbial trifecta killing ax brad congratulations yeah. okay. it is yours i know
1: i had to do it at some point i guess huh?
0: <laughs> we all have to at some point it's, it's just if you come on the show it's to be expected sir yeah i still lead it two trifectas and two bingos in one show
1: <laughs> for me it came down to two singles that i had to fit in there and i picked one over the other one and i'll explain why later so
0: all right well we're back to you then brad for track two anyway
1: all right. My track two. So I didn't realize this. I thought about doing one off every album, like you said to Brian, I didn't end up going that way, but it's a pretty good variety. But I didn't notice my first three do go in order. If you take out the first one, they go in order of their second, third and fourth album. So my track two is Breakout. I love this song so much. It was my favorite song when that album came out. It's just one of their more melodic rock songs it's like they have a lot of screaming songs but they have all these songs you can sing along to and this has got all of that in there there's plenty of good screams at the end but you can sing along it's got that great sound to it and so it's just always been one of my favorites it's always stood out and speaking of movies I know you like to throw out movies Gomez so (laughs) this was in two movies that I know of one it was in this very little known movie called here on earth right around the time this came out I happened to see it in a the theater with my wife. It had Chris Klein and Lily Sobieski. They were kind of big at the time, but yeah. I don't even know who they are now. Some car racing scene it was in, and then it was also the video of it is from the movie Me, Myself, and Irene with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. So
2: mm-hmm. I love that part.
1: I, love, that I part. love stacked actors. It's a great song as far as like the harder songs on that album, but this is the one that always stood out, and you can sing along to it. And so this is my number two breakout. Well. I'm going to be closing out my
2: list, I think, tonight really quick because that's my track nine, Breakout. And yes, I love the movie Me, Myself, and I in 2000. This is where uh, Charlie uh, makes a transformation to uh, Hank. And it's he has some funny, funny-ass scenes with that. But it was one of those great songs that I love. And uh, surprisingly, you know, I would have thought this song would have made uh, a lot of, uh, you know, in video games, but it really didn't. It only made in one. And you're going to laugh at this one. It was actually Legos, a rock band in 2009. But great song. Track nine, Breakout for me. Brian, do
0: you get the axe? Well, Gomez, why don't you break out the axe and hand it to me? Because I will be chopping this trifecta now. Brad, I get to take it back from you.
1: Thank you. I feel a little better now.
0: (laughs) It It happens. I absolutely love this song. And it was definitely Bouncing in my playlist up until the final cut. So the final countdown. We're not talking Europe tonight, sir. (laughs) Sadly, it did not make my playlist, but that is a big contender for my honorable mention. Gomez, track two.
2: So track two, I went with another one of my favorite songs. Again, Brian, we went to that concert, and I'll bring this concert, but I'm going to say it one more time. But right before this song, Dave Grohl points to our section. We were in the higher tiers. He calls out our section. He points out we were like section 309 or something like that. Mm-hmm. He goes, I want you motherfuckers to come down and party with us down here on the floor. I go, there's no way in hell. And then the security came and got us all. And we were downstairs, front row, at the stage. And he played this song, Best of You. And I was just going, e-, because that's the first time ever I got close to a stage in that magnitude of a huge concert. So if Dave Grohl, if you're listening, thank you for that, man. That was back at Continental Airlines Arena a long time ago, before kids and before marriage. (laughs) So thank you, buddy. But Best of You was one of my favorite songs. Again, it was just a reflecting of a song that brings me to my wife a little bit and my kids and they bring the best out of me because I've gotten so much better. I think with a lot of stuff, including this show, because Well, thanks to my wife. She gave me the blessing. Brian, you heard her when we were talking about
0: this. Blessing, you mean permission. Yeah, permission.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was in a couple of video games. It was in SingStar Amped in 2007. Guitar Hero Van Halen. It was actually in that one in 2009. And Rocksmith in 2012. That's when I was trying to learn how to play guitar. Unfortunately, did not make
0: the movie list, but it should have been in a couple of movies. Track two, best of you. Lead single from 2005's In Your Honor album. Once again, the lead single. Reached number 18 on the Billboard U.S. Hot 100 chart, number 38 on the U.S. Adult Top 40 chart, and number one on both the U.S. Alternative Airplay and U.S. Mainstream Rock charts. This, gentleman is my track 10. This song has the most soaring Foo Fighters chorus. And yes, more than ever long. The breakdown is powerful, intense, and Gomez, I know the exact moment you're talking about because when they were playing this song live, there was a light show that was happening during that breakdown with these green lights that were pouring down off the stage. I was hypnotized standing there trying to take it all in. It was absolutely mind-blowing. That song even though it has probably been played in every single Foo Fighters show since that album came out, doesn't matter. It's still one of the best live songs they do, one of the best songs they've ever recorded. Shout out to Patreon playlister DROwens901 and on Twitter to Ken, a.k.a. Mr. Gentleman, Ari, Katzpa, Ashley, Songs from a Bar podcast, and our friend Matt from the Pick podcast, who all chimed in with this anthem, my track 10, Foo Fighters, best of you, Brad, am I passing the ax back?
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, you're not going to believe it, but you are passing it back. I don't believe it either. There's a couple things that go into this. You know, there's 10 songs. They've got a million great singles. I love this song too, but you got to stick with your gut on the songs, right? And it just didn't quite make it. I think for me, part of it is the, I've seen them seven times in concert and they're the greatest concert I've been to, but the fatigue of some of the singles, I just, I look for other songs to hear. And so it would be, it'd be right there, but it did not make my list. If I was going to pick a song from that album, it would be free me. That's, that's the song, but I consider that kind of a sister song to enough space or kind of similar to me. So I went with enough space instead. Sorry. Wow. No, No, don't apologize to us. It's the worst of me. I couldn't, I just screwed (laughs) up.
2: But you know, it's kind of funny. This is actually my actual playlist on my Spotify.
0: So you see Brad Gomez put no work into this episode.
1: (laughs) I guess. Yeah, but (laughs) he's probably going to get all the votes. I'm the one that's going to not get any votes because of that.
0: Brad, there are 51 songs that people chimed in with on Twitter. I will put no rhyme or reason as to which way this vote can go, considering the way... Twitter unfolded
1: I think I'm going to hit it big with one of my deep cuts somewhere that's going to be the thing so
0: all right well moving to my track two I'm not going to go deep here (laughs) but I am going to go with the second single from an album wow and I'm going all the way back to 1995's debut Foo Fighters album I'll stick around reach number eight on the Billboard U.S. Alternative Airplay chart number 12 on the U.S. Mainstream Rock chart I could have chosen pretty much any song from the self titled album, but I wanted to go with the track that, as my track two, you turn up the loudest. And as much as I love For All the Cows and Big Me, I wanted a cranker for my track two. That is I'll Stick Around. Plus, come on, it's the only song by the Foo Fighters to be featured in a video segment on Beavis and Butthead where they compared a band to a bunch of ice cream truck drivers because they were wearing all white in the video.
1: I do remember that now I that do you
0: remember say it. Yeah, these are like the ice cream truck guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shut up, Davis. <laughs> I love seeing that when it was on MTV. I love this album. I wanted to definitely make sure I featured a song from it. And while not a cover per se, I would be remiss and Lauren from the Beard Owl podcast would certainly call me out if I didn't mention Weird Al's usage of I'll stick around for the alternative polka on his bad hair day album. Shout out to Patreon playlisters Eric Chale and Anthony Welk, who also chimed in with this self-titled jam. Track two, I'll stick around.
2: Uh, Brian, that is an awesome pick. It fortunately did not make my list, but uh. great, great song, though, man.
1: I also do not have that one. I mean, I love that song. I love that album. But with all the cuts you got to make, it just didn't make it.
0: Foo Fighters have more than 10 hits. So even if you were to go all hits, you're going to piss people off because you didn't go with that person's hits.
1: Because at least 20.
0: Exactly. That is where the Foo Fighters present such a problem. Yeah, I might be in trouble on that one. (laughs) You might be. Gomez, because Brad's track three is all my life. We are back to you for track three.
2: Oh, wow. Track three already for me. Sheesh. That was quick. I went with, as I say, it's an oldie but a goodie. Everlong. First of all, I actually love the video to this song. Seeing Dave Grohl with spiked hair was pretty damn awesome, I think. And we do have some video games, of course. It was in Guitar Hero World Tour in 2008. Rock Band 2 in 2008. or Rock Band Unplugged 2009. It was in a lot of these rock bands. You know, I did not make a lot of the uh, Madden's any like cool games that people play, you know what I
0: mean? Uh, I mean, no, <laughs> the crappy not. ones.
2: <laughs> now, you know what? You get tired of playing, you know, some of these games, but it was also in the 2013 The Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when uh, Jordan buys the Duchess of New York, her yacht for a wedding present. So one of my favorite movies, too, if you guys have not seen it, it's a long movie, but it's a true movie of Jordan Belfort's life and how he
1: made it big. So I love that uh, movie. I don't remember that at all. I'm surprised that didn't uh, stick with me.
2: Oh, it stuck with me because I was just watching it the other night. That's the only reason I remembered.
0: <laughs> so track three ever long for me. Second single from 1997's The Color and the Shape. Reach number three on the Billboard US Alternative Airplay chart. Number four on the mainstream rock chart. This is my track nine. I don't think you could have a Foo Fighters playlist and not acknowledge this song or have a Foo Fighters episode and not acknowledge the song. Because if I'm looking at Brad through the Zoom that we're on right now, maybe I, <laughs> I should not say it that way because I might be <laughs> passing an axe after this. But look, in 98, Dave Grohl famously played the song on Howard Stern's show Acoustically. And that became a very sought after MP3 during the Napster days. Yeah. Not saying I was one of them, just saying it was as a fact. The band acknowledged the popularity of that version by incorporating it into their live versions where they would do it half acoustic, half electric. And they also released a studio version of the acoustic rendition on the 2009 Greatest Hits album. In 2010, hardcore band Evergreen Terrace released a cover version of this as a digital single. It's good. It plays it a little too faithful to the original for me, but definitely worth checking out if you're a fan of Evergreen Terrace. And I want to give a shout out on Twitter to John Brock, Steve Emerson, Lee O. Smith, Wrecking Ball Radio, the Cheese 01, Latin Jukebox, our friends at the Something for Nothing Rush Fancast, Jake and the Dingus Show, Tim O'Sullivan, the CK and GK Podcast, and Miss Bossy Boots, who all chimed in with this Foo Fighters anthem. Brad, shall I pass the axe back your way, sir? Well,
1: Aren't I still holding it from the last time?
0: Oh, oh yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> I'm glad we're getting these out of the way early in the show. Maybe people will forget about them. <laughs> I knew when I made this list, the pretender best of you and Ever long. We're going to be the three that people would, if people are that into it, they're going to be upset about. It didn't make my list. It's a great song. It's my favorite album. There's like, you know, 13 songs in that album. Everyone's great. It just didn't make my list. It, you know, it would be a good one for that next stretch but there's so many songs I love that it just doesn't fit in there for me sorry again
0: no don't apologize to me now look this could either bode really well or really poorly in the voting we have no idea where the playlisters minds are with each band Gomez and I cannot crack the code so it's anybody's guess
1: I'm going to have a unique list at least it's not going to be just singles so just vote for me
0: (laughs) oh god the petitioning begins
1: (laughs) it's
2: a hidden message in the in the middle of it
0: (laughs) even though you didn't say your name no one knows who me is oh they'll know it's me track three for me brian track three i'm gonna go with once again a lead single because the band nails the lead singles better than any other band that i can think of and brad being we're talking about the color and the shape that's the one i'm going with monkey wrench is my track three Reached number nine on both the Billboard U.S. Alternative Airplay and U.S. Mainstream Rock Charts. To me, this song has to be included on the playlist because it's the first single to introduce the band of the Foo Fighters. And I'm using quote marks. Dave Grohl played all of the instruments, mostly on the self-titled LP. So that was like a Dave Grohl solo album, if there ever was one. Monkey Wrench introduced the Foo Fighters to the world as an actual tangible band. And to me, that's a very, very important part of the narrative of this band. And I felt like I would be missing if I did not include that in my playlist, considering how much I enjoy this group. The single featured Grohl on vocals, guitar and drums, along with Pat Smear on guitar and Nate Mendel on bass. The core of the band that is still there today started on Monkey Wrench. The song solidified the fact that the Foo Fighters were not a flash in the pan project from a former Nirvana member. This is a group that could detach from the Nirvana legacy and carve their own path without the Nirvana umbrella hanging over them the entire career. Shout out on Patreon to Anthony Welk. Of course, Monkey Noodles picked Monkey Wrench. (laughs) And on Twitter to Brian, STL, Project Football Podcast, Jace the Ace from the X Radio X Podcast, Mike Daly, Jason Skull, John Brock, the CK and GK Podcast, and Stories from a Bar, who all chimed in with this rockin' Foo Fighters track, track three, Monkey Wrench.
1: That's a great choice. So I'm not going to ask this one. I'll leave it and see if Gomez happens to do it. This is my number nine.
0: All right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Number nine. um, This is, again, one of those all time favorite songs I have. This is one of my favorite singles. You said almost everything I was going to say. I love the first album. I loved all the singles. I love the Big Me video. It made me think, oh, this is going to be this is a fun band. As much as I love Nirvana, I was in high school. I didn't know much about Dave Grohl. So it's like, okay, this Dave Grohl guy seems cool. But this album, when this song came out, that solidified it for me. I saw them in concert for this. And it just made me realize I probably had a new favorite band. And it wasn't, like you said, just some guy riding on Nirvana's coattails. I love all those songs on this album. And this was such a great choice to start. It's another great video. The whole looking through the peephole, spitting. It's just, it's awesome. And like you said, they went through some lineup changes, but it solidified them as a band. And so it is maybe the most classic Foo Fighters song, in my opinion. And speaking back earlier, it, you know, obviously I could have put them both on there, but it came down to Monkey Wrench or the Pretender for me for this spot. And I picked Monkey Wrench because it came first. And so that's the only reason The Pretender didn't make my list at that time. Stay tuned.
2: Gomez. You can hand me the axe. Oh, wow! I, I like this song. Just the Pretender beats it out. I just prefer the Pretender more than Monkey Wrench. However, there is a way to fit them both. <laughs> no. You know what it was? Listening to the radio for such a long time and K-Rock and Z100 really played this song out way too much for me that even to this day, I really, I can't listen to it as much as I used to. So ah. it, was, it got played out for me.
1: For me, it's Everlong. Same thing. It's a great song, but same exact thoughts about it as you had
0: crap and i included both of them
1: (laughs) well they're great
0: (laughs) they're great songs it just it's unfortunate that radio killed this song for me so the video didn't kill the radio star monkey wrench killed the radio star.
1: Well, I want to thank you Gomez. I feel a little bit better now about my axes so far. We're all, we've all got one
0: Wait, We're passing the axe around. It's a communal axe. That's fine. We, <laughs> we sanitize it between each pass. We, we follow all the rules and regulations of axe passing on playlist
1: wars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, Brad, we are back to you for track four.
1: All right, so my first three were singles and they were all kind of just traditional Foo Fighters songs. This is where I switch it up a little bit. And I do know somebody on Twitter said this, so i a little validated by that. But my number four, I went totally different. I went to Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace. And one of my favorite songs is But Honestly. It's kind of buried towards the end, but this is where I felt like my list needed a little break from the first three kind of rockers. And it, so it, the previous album had the the hard one and the acoustic one it had the two discs and again on that back and forth documentary dave was like well why can't we do that on the same album and this is where they tried to do that and i feel like they nailed it here i prefer this one and this song by itself does that it starts out with this about two to three minute acoustic it's a really pretty and beautiful song and then it gets to the last minute and a half and the guitars kick in and it's I mentioned earlier the part in All My Life towards the end is maybe my favorite part of a Foo Fighter song. If it's not that, it's this part. The last minute and a half of this is just insanely good. It's a total hidden gem. If you don't know it, if you can't think of what that song is, it is totally worth your time to go listen to. And the only thing that I can't say great about this, I've seen them every single album tour that they've had, except for that first album. This is the only tour I missed. I don't even know why. And so I've never heard this song in concert, and that is something that I'm going to need before I die, because I don't think they play it, you know, very much, because it's a it's a deeper cut. But honestly, number four. But honestly, did not make my list. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I actually do like that song, but it was one of those on my top 20 list, towards the bottom of my
0: top 20. Not going to lie, uh, but it's a great song, though. I do enjoy it. There's not many Foo Fighters songs I don't like using like the actual don't like i think this is a fantastic song it didn't make my top 10 because i went with different deeper cuts if you'll say but i do want to give a shout out to N U F C opinions and beautitudes gifts who both chimed in with this one on twitter it's a fantastic tune dude i love and applaud the deep picks because sometimes you almost get worried using them but it really i love a deep pick
1: and that was my big thing when I made this list. It's like, do you pick all the singles? I could pick all 10 that aren't. It, the way it worked out, just kind of by chance, is I have five of each. I have five singles and five others. And so hopefully that works well. Those two guys have voted, pick this song. Hey, vote for me.
0: <laughs> all right, Gomez, your track four was the pretender. So we are <laughs> moving on to my track four. Like I said, I love me a Foo Fighters lead single lead single from 2014's sonic highways i'm going with something from nothing reach number eight on the billboard us bubbling under hot 100 singles chart and number eight on the us hot rock and alternative songs chart if you haven't watched the sonic highways documentary i recommend you stop after you're finished listening to this podcast and you go watch the sonic highways documentary This song was written specifically about the Chicago music scene. I think this is one of the band's actually best album openers, Sans the Pretender. The fact that Cheap Trick's Rick Nielsen came in to play the guitar solo was a nice touch. That didn't make or break the song for me, but watching how they recorded his guitar solo, taking the guitar cable and plugging it in as he's already shredding to get that squeal at the beginning of the solo to almost like punch you in the face with it right after Grohl screams all rise. It's just so anthemic. And the song hits so many different grooves. You've got the opening, you've got almost a funky middle breakdown, and then you've got this manic ending. It is anthemic. And the song was played consistently in 2015, but has since fallen off the set lists, having not been played since 2019, which is ridiculous. That's terrible. That's a critique I have for the Foo Fighters. This song needs to be back in the set lists because it is an actual Foo Fighters anthem. Shout out on Patreon to playlister Eric Chale and on Twitter to Jeep Jared and Eric. Time to get ill, who chimed in with this. Even though it's a single, it's an underrated Foo Fighters song. Track four, something from nothing.
1: Uh, If I can chime in, you just said, again, you took all the words out of my mouth. I said, this is one of their best singles, but it is one of the most underrated or unknown ones. I don't think people think of this one right away. I think it's one of the most intense songs they've ever recorded. I love that riff. So, you know, it's very similar to Holy Diver. I don't know if they took it. If it's whatever. I've read that it's ripped off. I've read that. No, it's a little different. Whatever it is, it's awesome. It's an awesome riff. You mentioned the like the funky part. I, I love how they they hold off on the chorus. It takes a while to get there. They go through the verses twice and it just keeps building until he goes crazy. He says, F it all. I came from nothing. And then it's just this. This is the quote I found nonstop ferocious rock and roll an ear shattering outro lined with scorching guitar riffs. And they all just go nuts at the four minute mark. And I just love it. It's just awesome. Awesome song. Great pick
0: did it make your list
1: oh sorry yes it's number seven (laughs) i guess i thought i made that clear when i so yes number seven for me thank you
0: gomez do we have a trifecta tonight or is it back-to-back axe wax back-to-back wax is not one of my favorite songs
2: (laughs) really not one of my favorite it's a good song but it's not one of my favorites man that's like in the bottom of my uh foo fighters list
1: Wow. wow I will say, Gomez, that even though I love this song, if I to rank the albums, this is my least favorite album. I love the documentary. I love watching it. But this is not the album I put in to listen to. There's right. only about three songs that I really, really like. But liked that's the me.
2: thing. It was a documentary. You know what I mean? It's a little different. It's a little different. And probably that's why I couldn't listen as much as I really listened to the rest of the albums.
0: Yeah. And I loved the documentary aspect of it, which is why. I resonated with this album, but you're right, Brad. It almost feels more like a soundtrack, like the sound city, real to real documentary than it does a Foo Fighters album. Mm -hmm. That is because of the guests, because of everything else.
2: So for me, I, that's why I I think I couldn't resonate to this song as much as you and Brian could. Again, it could bow
0: horribly for me or it could bow well for me. I don't know. I'm just fascinated by it, but I love it.
1: You gave a good explanation. That's all you can do.
0: Brad, back to you for track five.
1: We're back to me already, huh? (laughs) Uh, Well, here we go. This is where I'm going to use my deepest cut of the night. So right after Sonic Highways, which we just talked about, came out, they put out the St. Cecilia EP. And I love that EP. And I didn't pick St. Cecilia. It's the last song, The Never Ending Sigh. That song was written in 96 or 97, originally called Seven Corners. And it was finally released on this EP. I'd mentioned earlier how I love to run. I've run some marathons. This is one of the most perfect songs to get me going on a run. It's got this awesome one minute instrumental buildup. It's got another great outro where it just kind of fades out and you just wish it would keep on going. It's another song I would love to hear live. If I could pick my own playlist, I would put no singles in it. I would give them a set list of these kind of songs to play. It's one of my very personal favorites. It's a total hidden gem and it's a great song. The Never-ending side number five.:
2: Great pick uh, did not make my list again, but that's actually a good deep cut, though. I do like that one. Thank you.: I
0: love the St. Cecilia EP, and I actually had the title track, yeah, hovering in and out. As soon as I said I'm not going to just do one per album, St Cecilia went in, but it did not make the cut, but I love a pick from that because you can't even get a physical copy on CD you can get the vinyl I think or you could at one time and digitally but yeah I feel like those songs kind of get ignored in concert which is a shame because it's a fantastic fantastic outing for
1: them Yeah, all five songs I love
0: Gomez we're back to you for your track five
2: so again another one of my favorite songs uh even though it came out after I graduated well came out when I was still in high school but after the fact I finished my damn football season And it brings me back to that great, great football movie in 1999, Varsity Blues. As Billy Bob rips through the line and tweeter blocks the pump and you hear, my hero. I'll tell you, this is one of my favorite songs of Food Fighters of all time. And it's just not because of the movie, but it's also just the the lyrics, the song, everything about it. I guess Dave Grohl put it in the best way. It is about his heroes of what he worshipped musically wise. And one of them was Kurt Cobain. He said it it was reason why he's playing music is because of Kurt. And then as Dave started doing his Foo Fighters project at the time, he was still with Nirvana. He wrote the song and, you know, long below, we all know what happened with Kurt. God rest his soul. But it's just one of those great songs. Uh, but it was also in a couple of different movies too, uh, which kind of surprised me. I've never heard of this movie, but supposedly it's a, I guess, a beeline movie somewhere in 2010. Another movie that I've actually seen with Sam L. Jackson and Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, the other guys in 2010. Mm -hmm. That's another great movie I actually do like. And it was, in again, with our favorite Billy Bob guy. He was in another movie, not another teen movie in 2001. The final football game where I think something happens to him. Video game-wise, it was in Gran Turismo 2 in 1999, too. I totally forgot about that game. Um, So, again, it's just another great song
0: for me. So, My Hero,
2: track five.
0: Well, I guess it's going to be my zero, because it didn't make my playlist. I love the song. I love the sentiment. The lyrics grab me. The song is very meaningful to me. But certain hits had to be sacrificed for me to make the playlist I wanted to make. And this was the first hit that I was able to say I'm going to make the sacrifice of. So it's obviously not as high as the other hits I've chosen for tonight. However, FN Cultured, The Beard Owl Podcast, and Tazzy44 all chimed in with this on Twitter. It's a very popular song for the band. It's one of their staples for a reason. Gomez, I think the way you talked about Monkey Wrench, because I felt like there was a point where I couldn't turn on the radio without hearing this song or in some facet. I just felt right. like it was everywhere. So to me, it kind of suffers a little burnout, but Brad, my hero.
1: That's a great pick. It's one of the ones I had considered. Um, it did not make my list because first of all, I've already, I've already got two songs off the color and the shape, and I wasn't going to go more than two on an album. So I love it. And I love, I love our city blues uh we've actually talked about not another teen movie on our show we're there's a very good chance we'll do varsity blues because we're going to do 1999 this year so if you'd like to be guest with us i think that's something we could arrange
2: i would be honored (laughs) for that movie i would so be honored because man as a first of all i coached high school football i played high school football so for me i would love to be on that your show for that movie
1: awesome and the part you're thinking of that happens to Billy Bob at the end of, of none of the movie, he's like half dead. And the coach makes it go. And they got him tied to the guys next to him on the line. So. <laughs> yep,
0: It's like Weekend and Bernie's. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but those are two great usages of that song. Both movies are awesome.
0: Yeah. uh Varsity Blues. As soon as we said we were doing a Foo Fighters episode, I could have put a thousand dollars down on Gomez having my hero in his playlist because of Varsity Blues. He has mentioned Varsity Blues more times on Playlist Wars. Not as many as Grand Theft Auto, but I think it's like up in his top three. Yes. It so it'll be a seven hour episode. I apologize. but
1: I <laughs> will not be. I'll, well, I'll make sure. I will get in contact with you again when we're doing 1999. Yeah, let me know. I'll be up for that one all the time. I know that our co-hosts will be into that as well.
0: Nice, nice. Can't wait. All right. Moving on to my track five. Now I'm going to go with a little bit of a deep cut here. Hmm. wasn't released as a single in the U S however, it was released as a single in the UK. So it never charted, never got airplay in the U S and why it wasn't is beyond me because it's one of the strongest songs on the band's strongest record. That's right. I said it 2011's wasting light. My favorite Foo Fighters record, my track five are Landria. I want to give a shout out to Steve Emerson, who also chimed in with this killer track. Killer track. This song is awesome. Just you and what army. The lyrics, the repetitive nature of it, all those lyrics just really grab you. The frantic nature of them. This song is so powerful. Should have been a hit. And I feel it would have been a hit. My track five, Arlandria.
1: It is not on my list, but it is a fantastic choice. That album is awesome. That middle of that album with back and forth, that song, These Days, oh. A Matter of Time. You just, It's just one after another, and it just doesn't let up. It's so good. I love that song. Yeah, I love the lyrics you said because you say them and right away, they just they make me want to sing and think how great that song is. So great choice, but you know, it didn't fit with all the songs they had to pick from, but I'd love it to be on my list.
2: Uh, yeah, buddy. Sorry. it didn't make my list either. Um, as much as I would have loved it, but it would have been in my top 20 if we were doing that. I uh, well, just didn't make
0: my list. I am okay with that. Cause at this point you need to have something that's going to make your playlist stick out. So if that's one of them, that's a song I'm proud to hang my hat on to be the only one to pick that one. Cause I, I think it's a, one of their best. And and obviously, I'm going to sing some more praises to Wasting Light later. Spoiler alert.
1: There's on the Nothing Left to Lose. I think it's the song Headwires. Towards the end, there's a lyric where they say that name. And that's like 10 years before that album came out. Are you guys, do you know any connection between those two things or not?
0: I don't personally, I, but now I'd love to know if there is.
1: I go through every once in a while, I go through and listen to every album straight through. And I did it, of course, for this in preparation. And, and the first time I heard that after Wasting Light came out, I'm like, wait a minute. Who is Arlandria? What is that about? And I, I don't know. So just thought I'd check with you because you're the experts.
0: No, nah, Brian is not me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now, a lot of pressure here. I'll, I'll ask Dave next time I run into him in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. You know him. <laughs> you should. <laughs> so flipping the album over. My track six has already been used with all my life. Brad, what do you have for track six?
1: All right. So for track six, I, this might be one that stands out too, because I don't know, I'm guessing you guys don't have anything off the new album, but I love Medicine at Midnight. I was so excited when that came out. It really hit me. The, like, the first time through, I was like, okay, this is pretty good. But the second and the third time, I'm like, this is great. And I love it. So I wanted to have one song for sure off the new album. And the song that stood out to me right away the first time was Cloud Spotter. That song is just an awesome song. He calls it an anthem for the pessimist. A Cloud Spotter is a 1950s military code name for personnel who look for unidentified flying objects or constantly looking for clouds in the sky. So in the song, a Cloud Spotter is someone who's always finding conflict or difficulty and has no hope. He called it a twisted love song. So I wanted a song from the new album, I thought this one was great. It's got this great funky sound to it, especially the the first part, like the verses. And then the chorus is just your typical catchy, awesome Foo Fighters chorus. And it goes back and forth from the funky to the catchy. It's got the quiet, loud dynamic again. It's got like a sixties and seventies vibe. I feel like there's a cowbell in there. The line refused me while I kissed the sky, referring back to Jimi Hendrix. So I just think this song is just full of so many great sounds and great parts and, I don't know why this I mean I don't okay. I shouldn't say this because I know you, Brian, love the song Shame Shame. I feel like this should have been the lead single. Then they could have gone with Shame Shame after that, because I think this one maybe would have hit more. I love both, but this was the big one to me. So CloudSpotter, number six.
0: Well, being we're on the topic, Brad, and you brought it up, my track eight is not CloudSpotter, <laughs> but it is Shame Shame. Oh, so you being got you there. brought it up. I'm going to mention it here. The lead single, again, from 2021's Medicine at Midnight, the strangest lead single they've ever put out. The first time I heard it, I said, what is this? And I was intrigued. And the more I heard it, just became infectious to me that drum beat it's so rhythmic and so repetitive but instead of talking about this song a lot i'm gonna refer you back to our songs of 2021 episode with our good friend dt from space castle i said then i wasn't sure if this song would make my foo fighters playlist however here we are a few months later and it did i wanted to mix it up and my track eight is shame shame from medicine at midnight gomez you have two songs here. Venison
1: at Midnight trifecta.
0: Well, I'll tell you this right now, boys. Both did not
1: make oh. my
2: list. Two great songs, just couldn't resonate very much in life or anything. But, but they're two great songs though. That's a thing. All these different songs that I've picked, there's something that resonates, and I have a song that resonates for me on my my next one. All right. Well, being we're at that, miss track six. So track six, I went with. I want to say an oldie, but, you know, it's actually, you know, it depends on what year you were in. Um, but I went with Times Like These. I love this song. And Grohl thought this was the best song he's ever written. It's powerful. It's got some awesome lyrics to it. And now what we're, you know, living in the times that we are, I think it would be the perfect song during the last two years. Times Like These, we are changing our lives. But
0: it's a great song. I love it. Track six, Times Like These great song i only have one song left somehow you were filling up your playlist quickly in the beginning but mine just got exploded here in the middle yeah i noticed so this isn't my last song but i do want to give a shout out to patreon playlister dr owens 901 and on twitter to our friend jace the ace over at x radio x and jeepers 73 who both chimed in with this song times like these brad
1: I did not have it. I do love that song. I figured it's one we'd probably hear, um, another one of those singles that couldn't make the cut. Your description, Gomez, of it being like good for these times, unless I'm mistaken, I'm pretty sure they played it last year at the inauguration. So, I mean,
0: And it was also one of the songs they used to open up the first concert back at Madison Square Garden. Unfortunately, I was not able to go see that, but they opened with that song, and one of our buddies, Dave Condick, shared the video with me of it. And it was really, really powerful to see. Nice. All right. Well, moving on to track seven, Brad, you had something from nothing. Gomez, we're right back to you now for your track seven.
2: So my track seven, again, I went with a song that I love truly a lot. It's has this slow. I I don't know. I wouldn't call it a, a deep cut, but I think it's, I wouldn't say deep, 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 but a deep cut, but I went with let it die. Ooh, Nice. I love this song. Now, first of all, the entrance to the song with the acoustic guitar, the build up to the song. And towards the end, like after two minutes into the song, you hear the drums come in and go nuts. It's just a great song. I love this. So track seven, Let It
0: Die. Well, I only have track seven left and Let It Die is not it. But I absolutely love the song. It just didn't make the cut over the one I picked for track seven. But it was in my top 20 that was i was trying to boil down so it's another contender for my honorable mention pick i love it brad does it you have two spots left it looks like here is this one of them
1: it is not but i love that pick that's my favorite pick yet of yours that would be an honorable mention possible choice i love that album i brought it up earlier i think it's a really underrated album and i picked butt honestly but it described it kind of the same way you did. It's one of those that builds up and the stuff kicks in towards the end. It's an awesome song. I love it.
0: Awesome. And I also want to give a shout out on Twitter to our friend Dave Zalatoris at the Beer in Front podcast, who also chimed in with this Foo Fighters anthem. All right. So moving on, I have one track left here. So believe it or not, I'm tapping out with this one. And its <laughs> I think it's a great song to tap out on. It's another deep cut, really deep, but it's from my favorite album, Wasting Light. And it's not one of the singles. Why it wasn't, I'll never know, but it was one of the most memorable scenes in the movie for me because you got to see Dave Grohl singing with one of his heroes, Bob Mould of Husker Du and Sugar on guitar and vocals. My track seven, Dear Rosemary. Want to give a shout out on Twitter, to the Tariator and the Soundtrack Your Life podcast, who also chimed in with this deep gem of a track, track seven, Dear Rosemary. Brian, awesome pick.
2: Again, it's not in my last two picks. It did not make it, though. I'm sorry, bro.
1: All right. Brett? Didn't make mine either, but I love that album. And being from Minnesota, I'll go with the shout out to Bob Mould and Husker Du. And that's a great song. And um, just didn't make it, though. There wasn't enough room for it.
0: That's kind of the excuse, pretty much, for every one of these. We've had, look, I'm closed out now. So there will only be one trifecta tonight, and that is all my life. So to say these are three varied playlists is an understatement, but gentlemen, you still have two each. So let's hear if you guys could at least pull off a crossover here. Brad, we're back to you for track eight.
1: All right. Well, there might be a crossover. I doubt it's this one, but it could be my next one. Track eight, I have. So, I just had something from nothing on seven. I wanted like a happier change of pace after that. And this is another good rock Foo Fighters song, but it's a lot more fun. It is from the movie Orange County, not on any of their albums, and it's the one. And part of why I love this song I mean, it's a great song. You don't need to say much about it. The chorus, the bridge, everything is awesome in it. But this was like such a secret for so long because it wasn't on any of their albums and you could not get it anywhere unless i guess maybe if you had a physical copy of that soundtrack which i did not have none of the streaming services had it forever and i kept checking and i kept looking and i'm like why isn't this song available and finally 2 years ago they put out a bunch of of these kind of songs and so it was finally there and so now i can listen to it whenever i want and i love that song so it's always been kind of like this one that it didn't get overplayed to me because i didn't hear it very often And I was always seeking it. So I thought that was one that would fit into my list. It's a great song. And this one did hit on the charts, actually. I don't consider it a single, but it was a single.
0: Yeah. You know, I I forgot about that song. It's not my uh, none of my two picks. Obviously did not make my playlist because I am closed, but I love that one. I have the Orange County soundtrack. So to me, the song never felt like (laughs) it went anywhere. It never (laughs) went away for me. So, I've always had it in my Foo Fighters playlist. It sadly just didn't crack the top 10. Gomez, your track eight. So,
2: like Brad said, I actually wanted to go with a like almost like a fun song, but I always remember the video to this song. And of course, uh, one of the famous actors is Jack Black is in this and in this video, and it's Learn to Fly. I love the song, it, it was a lot of fun. But the music video made it, you know. You, you see, Day Girl as a captain of an airline, Jack Black's smuggling some kind of drugs. Well, we know what it is. It gets into the coffee. Everyone's like high as a kite, flying in the airplane. <laughs> you know, it, it was just a fun tune, and it's one of my favorites. So, Learn to Fly, Track Nine, Brian. I know it did not make your list,
0: but no, but I can chime in with a cover song on it though. Oh,
2: I would love to hear a
0: cover song. Okay, in 2012, Juliana Hatfield released a pop-infused version wow. on her self-titled album which is all covers really you
1: gotta look that up
0: yeah it's really really solid really love solid. Juliana Hatfield but it's pop influence though so it's a it's a spin on it i was very impressed by this one i don't have it on my playlist gomez but patreon playlister dr owens901 anthony welk and philip all did as well as on twitter lauren at the beard owl podcast latin jukebox Andy Courtright and Matt from Pick a Disc. So you're not alone with this one. But Brad, do you have a crossover?
1: I do not. I love that song and especially the video. That's one of the best videos that they've oh, yeah. made. Yeah. It cracks me up. Yes. Yeah, so I only got one spot left and that wasn't the one that made it. So.
0: All right. Well, we are up to track 10. Mine was closed out with Best of You, Brad. Why don't we hear if you and Gomez have a a crossover here, which I'm highly doubting.
1: Well, you never know. I did pick a single for this, so it's not a deep cut. My choice for track 10. I'm looking at my playlist as I was making this. And originally I wanted to put, so you brought up Brian, how many great lead singles they have. I think about how many great closing album songs they have. The song I originally had here and I was going to go with was new way home from the color and the shape, Mm. but Again, I got too many of those songs. Come Back is a great closing song. But when I looked at this, I'm like, I have no songs from Wasting Light on my playlist. Ah. And I have to have a song from Wasting Light. And so the one that fit best was the closing song to close out my playlist. And so I've got Walk. I felt like this was, I love the color and the shape, but this is right up there. To me, this, I love all their albums, but this one like breathed a whole new life into them. The documentary was this cool thing to watch. You got to see all these guys coming together. The band, Pat Smear's back, it really solidified everything for their next, you know, decade here now that they've been together. And besides the fact that it's a great song, it's it's kind of a great story too because, of course, Kurt Cobain was famous for saying, I hate myself and I want to die. Dave Grohl in this song sings, I never want to die. And he wrote this, Pat Smear thinks of that every time that they play it, Grohl confirmed that that was a big inspiration for the song. It comes from his feelings the day after that happened with Cobain. And I just feel like you can hear the emotion exploding. That whole part, it's not a rap, but that whole just like after over and over the stuff that he sings towards the end, it just builds and builds and builds and says, I never want to die. It's like, it just gives me the goosebumps. And I don't even know if I'd call it my favorite song on the album, but it's the perfect song to close this playlist with. And I do love it. So that's my 10.
0: It's a fantastic song. Obviously didn't make my playlist, but I'll just say it right now. It's my honorable mention. And the, uh, Wasting Light is my favorite Foo Fighters album. I love the pick. I'm spoiling it before Gomez's track 10. I apologize. Horrible. Ah, I, 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 well, I'm honored. I, I love it. Love it. Love it. I do want to give a shout out to Jason Skull, Carly Anderson, latin jukebox and mike tarvin on twitter who all chimed in with this one as well love wasting light my favorite foo fighters album unfortunately i had two from wasting light which i felt was going deep enough as it is i couldn't go back to that well a third time in order to try to craft a playlist that at least got one vote gomez you have one song left what are the odds zero okay (laughs) You are uh, not I'd, a fan of Wasting Light, I see. No,
2: no, it's a great album. I'm just saying Walk is a great song. It just wasn't a closer for me. I went with a totally different song, Burn Away. Wow. It's a different take on Foo Fighters. Now, you, Brian, probably thought my hero was going to be my my number 10, I bet. I thought it was going to
0: be track one, track
2: two, track three, track four, no, track five. no, <laughs> no. It was not, unfortunately. Overall, it's just a great lyrical song. It has deep meaning to it. It's asking for a lot of things. It's just a great, great tune. That's what I loved about it. So for me to kind of go outside the box for me, uh, I went with something different. So Away" is my track 10, man.
0: Cool
1: choice. I like it.
0: Thank you. Yeah, very, very cool choice, dude. Obviously didn't make my list, didn't make Brad's. But before we get into the honorable mentions, which I've spoiled already, I apologize. I want to give a couple extra shout outs to our Patreons. Tim McKay chimed in with Walking After You and Making a Fire, the Mark Ronson version. Philip chimed in with Walk. Philip, I apologize. I should have mentioned that when Brad brought up the song earlier. And he also chimed in with Low and Generator. Mm. Anthony Monkey Noodles chimed in with Come Alive and Statues, two deep cuts there. And Eric Chael chimed in with another cut from Medicine at Midnight, No Son of Mine.
1: Yeah, good song.
0: White Limo word forward long road to ruin up in arms and wheels from the greatest hits album. So we did get some medicine at midnight. Love Brad tonight. So yeah, not to totally hear. ignored, got the whole spectrum covered here. And now is the time to put our money where our mouths are and choose our honorable mention song of the night. Brad, our esteemed guest we will let you kick it off with yours.
1: Well, I had this planned out from the beginning The one that made me rethink was Gomez saying, let it die. That's an awesome choice, but I'm going to go with the pretender. The pretender was my next song. It was the last one I cut out. And I mean, you just can't really not have it. So I I played that risk. You guys named it and I'm going with it for my honorable mention.
0: All right. Giving us an honorary trifecta for the pretender. Great song to have it on. Gomez.
2: Uh, You know what? I'm not picking Monkey Wrench.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Something for nothing.
2: No, actually, I'm going to go with I'll Stick Around. Ooh, You know, it's a good song. I truly did like it. It didn't make my list, but I do love the beat. Brian, you spoke very highly of it. So I'm going to tip the cap to you, man, to I'll Stick Around.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And I am tipping my hat to Brad for Walk because it's Wasting Light. I could have pulled These Days was in. My top At one point, I had four songs in my top 10 from Wasting Light. And I'm like, I just can't do this. I can't.
1: That's the song I expected one of you to have was These Days that I might have missed, but nobody had it.
0: Such a great song. It was in my top 10 originally, so much to the point that I even have notes for it. And it just (laughs) it just didn't make it. But being I'm talking about it, I feel like that song should have been much more popular than it was it's 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 an anthem when they play it live now yep so we have three very different playlists one actual trifecta in all my life and one honorary trifecta for the pretender so ben montgomery gets a half wish of his granted because he said all three of us should have it so with the asterisk we do (laughs) brad why don't you take us through your foo fighters playlist track one through track 10 plus your honorable mention.
1: All right, my track one was Enough Space, track two, Breakout, track three, All My Life, track four, But Honestly, track five, The Never Ending Sigh, track six, Cloud Spotter, track seven, Something From Nothing, track eight, The One, track nine, Monkey Wrench, track ten, Walk, and honorable mention, The Pretender.
2: So track one, All My Life, track two, Best of You, track three, Ever Long, Track four, The Pretender. Track five, My Hero. Track six, Times Like These. Track seven, Let It Die. Track eight, Learn to Fly. Track nine, Break Out. And track ten, Burn Away. With my honorable mention, I'll stick around.
0: All right, and I kick things off with track one, The Pretender. Track two, I'll stick around. Track three, Monkey Wrench. Track four, Something From Nothing. Track five, Arlandria track six, All My Life, track seven, Dear Rosemary, track eight, Shame Shame, track nine, Everlong, track 10, Best of You with my honorable mention of Walk, three very different playlists tonight. As Twitter was an example, it kind of transcended into the show because the playlists are all over the place, some hits, some deep cuts for everybody. So playlisters, you got a tough challenge up to you. Head over to playlistwarspodcast.com, visit the Foo Fighters page and vote for which one of the three of us you think got it right. And Brad, before we close up shop for the evening, first off, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. Hope we could do it again with another episode. This has been an absolute blast. But before we do the pleasantries, why don't you tell people where they could tune into Pop Culture Yearbook as well as connect with you on social media?
1: All right. Well, first, I want to say thank you both. This was something I uh, look forward to since, uh, I don't know, November, I think, is when I first kind of got into uh, your uh, messages there. This was great. I appreciate it. Uh, Pop Culture Yearbook, we are a podcast. There's three of us that are longtime friends, and we talk about movies, music and TV or whatever. We've talked about Nintendo, anything related to pop culture. We focus on one year at a time. So we are on Twitter at Pop Yearbook. We are on Instagram at Pop Yearbook. We are on Facebook at Pop Yearbook. Twitter being the one we're probably the most active on, but any of those would work. We're trying to get a TikTok going. I see you guys just did that, and. Uh... Be interesting to see how that goes for you. So, wah wah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: that's uh, that's up in the air still.
0: <laughs>
1: I got a, I got a friend who's really into TikTok, so he's got these ideas. He thinks he's going to help me, so we'll see what happens. But we basically we each pick a different topic for each episode, but we talk about lots of other things along with it. It's like top fives of movies, top fives of TV shows from that year. We've got several music episodes, so it's pop culture yearbook. And um, if you've been listening to the show here, hopefully stay tuned because hopefully we'll have Gomez on very soon this year.
2: Yeah, I'm actually, uh, Brad, looking forward to coming on the show with you guys. You know, we already talked about that and we'll say it, you know, hopefully for Varsity Blues, one of my all time favorite movies growing up. Unfortunately, it was after high school uh, because it kind of reminded me of my high school days a little bit. The partying part, not, you know, everything else, you know, (laughs) maybe the football games and we didn't play Friday Night Lights. We were more Saturday. Saturday afternoon,
0: afternoon,
2: afternoon sun. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And again, Brad, thank you for jumping on with us tonight. Check him out on uh, Pop Culture Yearbook. Brian, my partner in crime, all that good stuff. Can't thank you enough for, Brian, what you do for the show, man. Check us out on PlaylistWarsPodcast.com. Also, if you want to chime in, Patreon.com slash Playlist Wars. All the playlisters, thank you for joining us. Stay tuned when a new battle takes place on Playlist Wars. Good night, everybody. You can find Playlist Wars on Facebook and Twitter at Playlist Wars, on Instagram at Playlist Wars Podcast, on email at PlaylistWars at gmail.com, or via voicemail at 201-644-6498. That's 201-644-6498. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a five-star review and be sure to tell a friend or multiple friends about the show. Until next time, thanks for listening.